Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Add this to your New Year's resolutions. Win money in 2023 with Superbook Sports. They have over three decades of sports wagering experience in Vegas, so you will get the best odds anywhere. As we get into these football playoffs. Plus, check out their special odds boosts and promotions. I know y'all like those games at Superbook.com. Make 2023 the year when you make money from Vegas. Download the Superbook Sports app and place your bets. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Again, problem, call 1-800-889-9789. Every day this time, I do a little something called The Rundown. Let out. Now. It's the Rundown, presented by Trippet Insurance. Trippet Insurance at 6462 Stage Road in Bartlett. Depend on your local insurance agent. Trippet Insurance at 901-365-1472. Online at TrippetAgency.com. The Rundown, with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. Let's talk about something a little bit more positive around the city. And that's the Memphis Grizzlies. John Moran had 38 points. He was back after sitting down a couple with some soreness. Jaron Jackson had 21 points, 12 rebounds. Grizzlies beat the Spurs 135-129. He got a little uh, frisky there late, of course. That's what the Spurs do. Even Pop said afterwards, I'm proud of them. It's almost like they're Super Bowl. That's what the Spurs do. They play you tough, and they're at the end of the game. Uh, when it's losing time, they know what to do, right? In the end, it's all about win by Nyama. But it is amazing uh, the fact that Pop can have them so uh, so competitive with, you know, names that you don't, you know, guys that aren't household names, everything else. That said, Grizzlies for two straight games now against the Spurs, when it's winning time, have put them away. Ja had a lot to do with that with the 38-point performance. Obviously, Bain had 18. Tyus Jones, uh, after starting the last one, comes through for you with 16. We mentioned Ja Moran absolutely owns the Spurs. Had come into that one averaging 39 points against the Spurs basically over the last four. Lit him up again. Uh, Josh Richardson, yeah, made that a three. I think it was a three-point game there late on that fourth or, or or with that floater late, 242. It was a little floater. Yeah, made 130-127, but you closed it out. Oh, by the way, Dylan Brooks. How about this? He passed O.J. the Juice Man for 10th place on the franchise scoring list last night. History for Dylan Brooks. John doesn't seem very impressed. Well, not, quite, not quite done. To, the Juice Man is a legend around here. Stop. I guess. In a, in a different way. It's just because for, he, it's, he it's was, a tall he, tale. He you was, got fired on by Tony you, after you went to Africa. He was good for a year. Like he was – when he started, dude, we had high hopes. Oh, no doubt. The that, Mem- that rookie season. No question about it. Back to the Grizzlies. They are now – they remain tied with Denver. 
uh, atop the West. And, yes, we are officially at the halfway point of the NBA season. And here's the thing. We, we've been kind of monitoring this. In a jumbled West, you and Denver have now put three and a half games between you all and the third-place team, the New Orleans Pelicans. So, again, with this hot streak has come some separation. But with yes, you're you're with someone else, but that's good to see because we don't know if Denver's going to keep it up. I, I I suppose I would ask you the question, John. Can they do this again in the second half of the season? What is it? Twenty eight wins, twenty eight and thirteen halfway through. Can they go essentially twenty eight and thirteen again in the second half of the season to sort of you know if you're using that as a baseline to say okay, well that can keep them atop the way. You look at the schedule. What is it? 17th toughest the rest of the way? Denver's got the 16th. I know some have said tried to say, well, you've had an easy schedule. Technically, it's right there in the middle of the pack what's left. Can they do it, John? Can they repeat the success of the first half in the second half and stay where they're at? I don't think there's any reason to think they can't. There's nothing I've seen that makes me think they can't. It's just going to be a matter of health, and, and, and really that's it. I mean, nothing, nothing in terms of what they've put on tape that would make me believe they can't hold up their end of the bargain. But, again, you can't guarantee health, uh, especially with this group. So, And to me, there's one that's the most important. I mean, we could say Ja, and, mm-hmm. and that would probably – but it's Jaron. Yeah, it is. Because of what he's done to this team defensively. It is. It is. I mean, that's, that's the he's truth. He's the defensive player of the year. Yeah. I mean, he's on his way, barring injury, to your point. Mm-hmm. If he's out there, he's all the difference. Draymond Green said as much. Now, he was applying it to playoffs, but yeah. – Right now, when when Jaron Jackson is on the floor, he is a terror he is. that teams are having to deal with and can't find a way, really. No, I mean, I think um, – last night. Two more. It was ten in the last two games. We have two last night, something like that. Yeah, He's been on a, on a tear. There's really no questions anymore. I mean, I guess if you want to say shooting and all these things, um, yeah, that's valid. That's fair. But, you know, do they get Danny Green back? Can they make a move with the deadline? I don't think there are any real major questions about the roster. And last night they go 14 to 22 from three. 63%. Which they will not do, you know, against in, in, a, in a postseason setting. But if they, if they, you know, were a little bit better than half that, we will be okay. You know, I think everybody will live with that. I told you, I see signs, I see signs of life from Zaire. Mm-hmm. This ain't, you know, Bane's second-year jump that, you know, we were kind of hoping for, at least the narrative was going on in the season, that there could be something like that. Mm-hmm. But it is a positive thing to see Zaire Williams, what was it, like nine last night, this is, you know, 11, 9, 16. You're starting to see signs of him potentially being a guy that can give you a consistent spark offensively off that bench and maybe turn into something that would be, you know, good for you defensively as well. He's going to have to be with the way this team plays defense. He won't have any choice. It's like you can't – you're going to get left behind. But I, I just – Zaire's been a, a small little, you know, sub-story here over the last few games, and I've, I liked what I've – I think we all have liked what we've seen from him, especially compared to the way he started the year. Yeah, I mean, it's, off it, it, again, it's just a matter of, as I've always said, just staying focused until postseason, you know, and, 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 and making sure you're in position to be, you know, a, a top two seed. You do that, you know, and yeah, like everything. I, I, I told you, I listened to a podcast last week where the guy who, you know, a, again, a professional gambler, professional better, said, I like the Grizzlies as the number three team in the whole league, you know, behind just Boston and Denver. That's, that's ahead of a lot of teams. A lot of contending teams. If you're number three, you're ahead of. Um, <clears throat> and again, we haven't even seen the full complement together for extended time. So, I mean, the Grizzlies are in a perfect spot right now. Something that stands out. Number one. 
stands out too when you're you're looking at them in Denver and neck and neck, both twenty eight thirteen at the halfway point. The home record's the same, eighteen and three. The away record's obviously the same, ten and ten. The points per game is almost identical at essentially one hundred and seventeen apiece. Grizzlies a little lower at one sixteen point eight. You're defending at a better level, but then if you look at what remains, if you look at the second half of the schedule, you got the seventeen toughest. They got the sixteenth. It's essentially the same thing for both teams. It's amazing sort of how equal they've been. But, again, you to me, although Denver's got the win this year, you'd give Grizzlies the edge just based on the way they're, they're playing defense. Last I checked, they were tied for number one. I hadn't checked it today. Uh, but, essentially, again, and, and, and it, with Jaron Jackson Jr. leading the way, um, this team right now is a terror on the defensive end and uh, continuing to hopefully, John, stay hot. Uh, next up, Indiana. So the, the competition will turn up a little bit. But you see last – looked like Halliburton was on crutches there last night. Yeah. But it would be a huge blow for them. That man has been an absolute stud for them this year. Yeah. Lost the Knicks uh, by six, I think. Yeah. Came so back from a deficit, but yeah. Caught a break there for sure. If I mean, Halliburton's down, it'll be a break. It's 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 all – You still got to show up, though. We know about that. That's true, but it's all health. It's all health. That's it. I mean, because other, other teams are, like, as I've said, they're going to start tanking. They're going to start really leaning into the tank. And uh, you just have to make sure that you're, you know, available. It's the health of Jaron Jackson. Yeah. Because Ja can be out. We've seen it. Yep. Bain can be out. We've seen that. Like, they've overcome all. But with Jaron out, we, we saw what that looked like. In turn. Mm-hmm. You were dead last in the league defensively. Uh, hopefully Jaron remains that yeah, way. Yeah, these are the dog days of, of the NBA, right? I mean, it's January. You know, there's a little bit of, um, you know, you're in the sort of middle of your schedule. Right, you said halfway through exactly, right? Correct, John. Forty-one. Yeah, so you're. You, you keep putting me in a tough spot here. I keep trying to put a bow on it, but you keep having an extra thought. Go right ahead. Yeah, I mean, I have so many thoughts. I can tell. So many thoughts. Um, it is nice to focus on the positive right now, right? Yeah. The, the, the more positive story today. Yeah. So it's just right now. It's just like a, it, reveling it, John. It, it's a matter of staying healthy, but staying locked in, okay. and making sure that you know, hey, through these sort of sleepy times in the league right before postseason starts to really heat up. Like, it'll start to heat up post-trade deadline. You know, teams will make moves. Teams will take stock of where they are. Teams will take shots. You know, we'll see who's available at the deadline. Teams will try to improve their positioning or worsen their positioning. So, you know, right now it's just a matter of making sure you're in position in one or two in the West by the time you get to the trade deadline. And then – some jumbling and some jostling will take place. You know, what does Dallas do? What kind of moves do they make? Yeah. Um, you know, there are going to be some teams that sell. Um, they're, they're now like five and a half games off the pace. Yeah, so you're going to – Dallas. You're, you know, they're probably going to be compelled to do something at the trade deadline. I don't know what. You know, what are, what are the Grizzlies going to do? Do they feel like they have to do anything at all? Is it going to be a transactional move? Are they going to actually try to get a person you – know, uh, personnel? Is Danny Green the addition? Could he oh, be? A healthy Danny Green. Who was it uh, – who was it – Many many years ago, that they were adding mid year, that Chris Wallace was trying to say is a, is a mid season acquisition. I can't remember who it was, but there was somebody. Maybe it was Kyle Anderson or something. I do re- recall what you're talking about, but I can't remember who. But in 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 fairness, Danny Green would feel like that because he's a he's an elite shooter. If he's good, if yeah. he's healthy, yeah, if I mean, he's healthy. Yeah, assuming he can like run. We really, just need to stand that corner, knock down some threes, and. You know, stand in front of some guys because you're not going to expect what thirty something year old Danny Green to yeah be one of your elite guys defensively like he like he at one time wasn't yeah no I mean this is just one of those weeks where you just wish you could play the San Antonio Spurs every game and 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 you would be really happy uh, two things with you that Jakob 
poster Pirtle should stop jumping at John. That happened again last night. If you haven't seen it, you go, should go see it. It brought my son out of his seat. And then number two, sort of to put a bow on yesterday's story, which was a follow-up to the night before where uh, the young lady, the 11-year-old girl, had had her ball stolen, her autographed Grizzlies basketball stolen by Bonnie and Clyde tandem. You saw after the game last night, Ja address that situation by giving that young lady uh, a signed pair of the Ja ones. <laughs> Took a nice little picture. I think that was Dad. She was with. I'm not exactly sure if I'm if I'm wrong there. If his uncle, mistake. Uh, my apologies, but uh, Ja, we told you he would make. We told you the Grizzlies would make that right. Yep. And the uh, the young lady was obviously very pleased afterwards. Get those that photo and that shot with him. Ja just taking care of business on the court, and then off. Now we're gonna find that tandem, Ja. We're going to find that tandem stole that ball. You think so? No. I think they got out. They're scot-free now, aren't they? I think, oh, yeah. Cause the heat's off. I think so. I don't think there's any pressure anymore, too, because she got the job once, man. If, man, if that ball, you know what I'm saying? Now, when Jonathan Lowe dunked on you, how did it feel? Lowe. Felt low. Legend. Jonathan Lowe, legend. Mm-hmm. Pick, I mean, I'm serious. A lot of people in Memphis. It's like a badge to be jumped on by Jonathan Lowe, huh? Not quite, but I mean, he, you know, like when you, I was not familiar, you know, I was a little, I was a little. You're too young to be yeah, familiar with the legend. For sure. And then, you Jonathan know, Lowe. back when, uh, back when, you know, he would invite me out to these pickup games, they'd be like, bro, I, I asked him, like, who are you? Because it was like, it's not, like, you ain't normal. I play pickup basketball, and you ain't just like some you know, above average, like something's going on here. And then That's he explained right. to me, he's like, you know, yeah, I'm so-and-so, and I did this, and I went to Ole Miss under Rob Barnes, and I don't know where he ended up after that. But uh, I hope he's doing okay. I haven't heard from him in a while, uh, but I hope he's doing okay. Really awesome guy. Yeah. I once got dunked on by Big Stank in the okay. back of the apartments of 147 Stonewall. That's now, the only time I've been, this the dude I've been dunked who, uh, on. Big Stank got me on my bent goal in the back of 147. Is this the dude Midtown who, who uh, leaked on you, his, his breast milk? Is this the same dude? No. Okay. That's black. That's Terrence Crumb. God rest his you soul. Ain't... We lost him. Oh, we lost him? And he didn't He didn't lactate on me. He could do that. He, he tackled me and broke my shoulder. See, you get the stories mixed up, well, and I... it really throws us off. When you start so to that was like a what, thing. What, your word, conflate, put together my right. stories, you start to put them all together, oh. and then it becomes one Wait big story. You know what I'm saying? And so you get them all confused. But yeah, Brad, I know. I because every time John brings it up, we got to stop the show. It is. Yes, a, the, I, I think it's yes, a show stopping tip. Literally, literally, we talked about this last time, and then the the brother, the brother I was talking about, he passed away. So like, I don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, we're honoring like, him. He's gone. Rest in heaven, Terrence Crump. Rest Absolutely. in heaven. Absolutely, we're honoring but him though. Could, it yes, was, it was just something he could do. He could. He was a football player who could lactate as a young man in mid in, and, in and, middle. No, we yeah, middles. We were at Snowden, and, and milk would come out. What a white substance! Again, if you tasted it, if I put you, well, if I, I would, put you, I, would I, I don't not. know that it would taste like that milk your mama gave you, but. What, it was a white well, substance. What, it was, was definitely it? a lactation. What was it? He was lactating. But what was the, the, the fluid? It's milk, but I'm telling you it ain't going to taste like it. Well, is there, how, how would it? Lactate, lactation is that, is it not? It's yes, milk. Yes, but if well, a man. So when I say lactate, don't ask me what it was. Well, I know, but Again, why would we're it not going to talk about this brother now because he, at one point we could like laugh about this or whatever else. This brother's gone. We're honoring He's him. up in heaven looking down on him. We're honoring him. Hopefully. Oh, 
and, and, and Terrence Crone was the life for Terrence. He was the life of the party. So hopefully he will appreciate this conversation, be for laughing sure. from upstairs. Yeah. But I don't want to disrespect. Let's and, and I feel like every you try to go back and disrespect. I didn't know he was no longer with us. I didn't remember that. Well, I'm letting you know now. But I want to dedicate this show today to Terrence. He didn't dunk on me. See how your brain works? I know, but you I'm saying we've, we, we've already gotten here. We need to do, we have to clean it up. So I'm dedicating this show to Terrence, the man who could lactate. And that's a, that's a special thing. See, every time I try to put a bow on Grizzlies, this man keep talking. And look where it leads us. I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's like Ripley's Believe It or Not. It's a, it's, it's a, he was, Terrence was a ninth wonder of the world. Was he not? And, and, and he was not long for this world because he was so magnificent and special. Brother Crum, I'm sorry. No need to apologize, my Rest man. in heaven. Rest in heaven. How do I see so y'all going to get bad karma going around here like Penny throwing out Tyler Harris. I don't, I don't want that on us. I don't. Uh, so stop doing this. Grizzlies, 28 and 13 at the halfway point. Yes. Number one Tied in the West. With Denver ahead of now. Their third place team by three and a half games. Go Grizzlies. I'll drink to that, brother. Rest in peace, Darren Scrum. Next story. All right, so Memphis football, very busy uh, in the transfer pool. As we know, there have been some departures. Caden Prescorn gone to Ole Miss. Uh, Javon Ivory yesterday, it was reported that he has hit the uh, – it wasn't yesterday, excuse me. That was before the bowl game. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie Lewis, Lewis. Uh, who also plays receiver, yesterday reported that uh, he is hitting the transfer portal. So that is uh, your top three now, I think. I think your top three weapons there uh, have now entered the transfer portal. But Ryan Silverfield is fighting. He is fighting with everything he's got. Uh, and he did add um, a Missouri transfer, a Missouri wide receiver, um, to try to try and mitigate the damage. Um, Toski, Toski Dove, has committed to the University of Memphis. Um, again, was at Missouri's for the last couple of years there. He's experienced. He is an experienced player. Is Toski Dove? I don't know what Toski. Uh, what the origin of the, of his name is, so don't ask me that. But in terms of what he did last year, 16 catches, 240 yards, and a touchdown. A year ago, 38 receptions, 576 yards, no touchdowns. Could he come to Memphis and be their number one? I don't know. I mean, I have no idea. Well, you're reshuffling the entire deck now. Yeah. Yes. Um, they also added, did Memphis, a uh, uh, running back from Mississippi State, okay, Travion Hargrove has committed to the University of Memphis. No, this is not the running back who was accused of not being tough by the late, great Mike Leach. He's different. It's a different one. Uh, he didn't play at all last year. He didn't appear in any games. So he's fresh, my man. He's fresh. He is fresh. Way to spin it positive. Yeah. I will say this. If you are looking for the positive spin, and again, I don't know anything about him because he didn't play last year. He was a four-star prospect and the number 10 uh, player in the state of Louisiana when no, he came yeah. out. No, these are the ones you got to try to sift through and exactly hopefully right. find you something. So I got no problem with bringing these guys. Heck, you, you got spots you got to fill. Yeah. You can do it with a former four-star. Yeah, hopefully this one, uh, you know, hopefully you have a higher percentage here in terms of guys panning out. Yeah, so, I mean, look, you're doing the best you, you can. I mean, Memphis has added some power five transfers. Malik Feaster from Florida State, DB. Jalen Johnson from Ohio State, DB. 
um, edge rusher from FAU, who's a three-star out of high school. Yeah, I mean, so it's just you're just doing the best you can. Um, and 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 I I do I admittedly I do worry that um, you know Seth is not pleased with what he's going to have next season. You know, because you want to set him up, and you don't want to be starting over. Yeah, I just don't. You know, look, I know you have Rock Taylor who did some things in the bowl game before he got hurt, which is, you know, encouraging. Um, Skates is a, is a deep threat, you know, speedster. But you just, you know, is there a, is there a guy who it's third and eight and you got to move those chains no matter what? Like, who is that? Who's you, who are you throwing to? I don't know. That's what I don't – you know, what, what's the, you know, jack of all trades, master of none? That kind of feels like what the Tigers have in the receiving room right now. You got, you got, you got guys, but do you have – the guy. It doesn't feel like that. Well, then you don't. You really don't find that out, John, until the season starts. It's true. No, it's, it's like you fact. can tell yourself that in the preseason, and you can do a you know a chart and all that one, two, three, four, a depth chart. But it doesn't matter until those games start in terms of finding out who's the actual one, who's who's he having to bail out to, all that stuff. So again, it's my concern is you're having to replace so much. The hope was you go into the AAC, a new one ready to compete at the top, or at least ready to be picked there. I realize with Tulane and everything else, you're probably not – one went out the door a long time ago, but still the goal was to be – went replacing so much. Mm-hmm. You know, you come in, you're, you're starting the, the year next year as a middle-of-the-road pick in the AAC. Nobody's going to get excited about that. You know, you're, you're, you're still trying to figure things out game one. You'd hope to come through with a little more experience. Yep. Right? Just a little bit more that you knew yep. that you had. Again, you're, you're going to come in with a, a ton of questions, having to replace so much. Yep. So that's the latest with, uh, with Memphis football. Added a couple of uh, Power 5 skill position players, uh, both from the SEC, as a matter of fact. We'll see what it means, what it translates to, but um, that is the news for Memphis football. Next story. There's not much to pick at with the Georgia Bulldogs. Kirby Smart is fantastic. Uh, agree with Jason Fitz that right now he's shoulder-to-shoulder with Nick Saban, at least his program is. Saban has at Alabama one of those, what, six in 12 years. Set that to the side. My point is there's few things you can pick at with Georgia. But PETA can pick at something. Now, John's an animal lover, so I will be very eager to get his They're take all God's here. creation. Okay. But PETA says they need to get rid of UGA. They claim that UGA's presence at games increases the demand for breathing-impaired breeds like pugs, bulldogs, and boxers. And they want Georgia to lead by example by going to, you know, a fuzzy man mascot that can jump and flip around. Why can't you put a man in a bulldog outfit? Do it that way. Now we know, Georgia, this is tradition here. But it's PETA, and they're mad. And when Peter gets mad, you got to answer. So, John, I ask you, is the answer to take Ugga off the field or you just leave it there? Because you're an animal lover, and I respect your opinion here. I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's harmful to have Ugga on the sidelines. But we are getting to a, we are getting to a place in, in, in this time where live mascots are just becoming a thing of the past, right? No more tigers. We don't do that anymore here in Memphis. Um, oh, I didn't consider that. You're right, aren't you? Yeah, I don't think LSU does. I don't think. I don't think most places do the live animal thing anymore. Does Texas? But we stopped because he passed away. Yeah, but I think we just we ended the whole thing 
anyway. Did we beforehand? I thought he was still coming. He was. Did we but stop. I'm, but I'm saying. But, but I'm saying. We didn't did we replace st- him? Okay. Right. Yeah. But we we didn't stop because we said you know what this is wrong. We stopped because the tiger passed away, right? Well, yeah. So that that sure was I... the first event, and then I think okay, they just okay. kind of made a decision like we're not gonna do this anymore. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but that was that. They were. I'm sure they were gonna keep you know rolling them out there because they had them. I mean, but I if, didn't know there was a huge there was a demand to take Uga off the field for these reasons. Those breathing impaired dogs. Well, you're not going to you're not going to stop breeding. If you take Ugga off the field, that's just, I mean, we have a host on this station who breeds, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and look at him. Like he's just an average normal dude. But is it a deformed dog? Well, is Ugga deformed? Yes. Cause he can't breathe. That's what, dude, listen, that ain't me. Don't get mad at me. See, you keep think you keep thinking I don't love animals or care about animals. And I can hear your little animal heart right there. A little rage stepped up. What? Me calling Ugga deformed. Listen. PETA Executive Vice President Tracy Raymond said, as the back-to-back national champions, can't UGA find it in its heart to honestly examine the impact of its promotion of deformed dogs and call time on its outdated live animal mascot program? What did she call it? I mean, people... It's because of the breathing impaired. Yeah. That's what she's saying is the deformity. Yeah. My point is, having a guy out there promotes it. She thinks that's tough. Yes, I'll be honest. If you're going to stop breeding a dog... A breed of a dog, I would definitely sign on to ending pugs, that line of dog. Pugs are awful. I have a pug in my house. Pugs are awful because they're suffering, you're saying? No, 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 no. I'm suffering for having the pug. But the pug can't breathe, but you're suffering. Pugs are the stupidest dog on the planet. Why are you dogging pugs? Because they're dumb. They're a dumb breed of dog. It's a stupid. I, this pug that I have at my house is the is the quite literally the dumbest dog I have ever been around. Stupid ass dog. And it, and, and I will say this: Did, we may have to you, take back your title of animal. Oh, I love animals, but I nah, hate pugs. I don't know, man. I hate pugs. Cause you know what pugs do? They're just like Dennis the Menace. You know, we have to put up these uh, these 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 gates. You know, because we don't want the dogs running all around the house with Riley. But this stupid pug has somehow accidentally figured out how to open the damn thing. Well, that seems like a very smart dog. But not a, a stupid dog at all. It's a not stupid a dumb, dog. stupid it's a stu- dog. Because we keep you telling. You just said he figured it out. We, we keep telling the dog, no, you don't do this. But the stupid dog keeps doing it. You know, and then you look at the stupid dog's face. Have you ever seen what a pug looks he like? He sounds like a smart, rebellious dog look is at, what he sounds. Is it the opposite of what you're saying? But a pug doesn't know well, how to you, sit. Yeah, you want him trained. A pug doesn't know how right. to, yeah. You want him to be a little slave to you because no, that's what I animals want, should do, right? I want to be a domesticated dog. That's the way dog. animal lovers see their little slaves do what I say. No, it's like. That's the way you see it. You're a dog. You should be domesticated, right? You should listen to what your owner or, you know, a human being tells you. Yeah. So. That's real pet friendly. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're supposed to And then what if sit? they don't, John? Whoosh. Believe You're beating me. them, ain't you? We told... We, see, see these pet lovers? You we, pull back the curtain and it can told, get a little we, ugly. You know what told, I'm saying? You guys don't understand. You guys don't get it. You guys don't know what terror this thing causes my life. Well, if he's, it's more about has he damaged your home? Have you had to come out of pocket for him? That's when I would get mad. I'm not going to get mad at him being a little you know, dog that can figure out how to open the gate. But but run around the house, run around the house, just you know, freaking out Riley. You know, and I, I, I got to yell at the stupid dog, oh, dumbass dog. Pugs are a dumbass breed. That's what I, I had no idea in talking about this story about Ugga that, that this was going to come out the way you feel about the breed, that any, breed of anybody dog. Anybody that pugs. owns a pug, why? Like Calkins was asking the, in his column today, why, why, why? That's what I would want to ask you as a pug owner, why? What is it about a pug that you want 
a part of. We told we told Rita. We said we're we're bringing a newborn into the world. We just don't have the capacity to have another dog in this house at the same time. That stupid damn dog showed up. I learned something with this that you can't stand pugs. All pugs go to hell, according to you. And then yes. Pugs not, are the not, worst. Go, not go to heaven. Not all dogs. No, we, the, the pugs go to hell. Pugs are or a John. curse. And then that the fact that boxers are included in this with pugs and bulldogs as breathing impaired breeds. I didn't know that. Boxers are breathing impaired. You know they have, they have those like because of the nose. Yeah, the nose is like because it's at the up. end. Pugs have the same thing. Man. I didn't think bo- boxers are pushed up the nose. I thought I it was so. longer. I, I think so. Learned a lot about animals today, and frankly, that John really doesn't like them. Yeah, this is what a pug. This is what a boxer looks like. Oh yeah, I got it confused yeah. with like one of those schnauzer things. Yeah, one one dog. I, I don't always, even know if schnauzer's a dog. One dog I always wanted, but I don't think like you can. It's even kosher to have anymore. Is like the Doberman Pinscher. Why is it not kosher? Because they're, they're very very violent, you know, and like they always say, like it could turn. Pen, I thought, I always thought they were very smart, and that's why they you are. Used them. But yeah. they can turn on you. Oh, I didn't know the turn part. I know about that with the pit. Right, and it can't want a rot turn pit? on you too. I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> the the wrong one, I guess. Yeah, like those are like there's there's certain breeds that I just would not like sign up for, you know. Rods scare the hell out of me, bro. Rods. Man, my kid, my kid had my, my kid, my brother had one that was playful its entire life. Really? Yeah, great dog. Rods scare Problem me. Almost. It would sit on its hip and and you know, take it. It would it would when it's sitting, it would lean on that hip. Yeah, and so it. Over and over, you know, just worked himself into condition where yeah, we had a Roddy. He was really good. I want to attest, Roddy's yeah, they great, can be great dogs. And this he was yeah. dude. This dude stayed playful the whole time. Now he could give you that look, scare uh, the mess out you. You know what Rods do? They scare me more than pets, man. Yeah, they they have a look about it. If yeah, you, and if you keep staring them more so than any other dog, man, they really get to where their threat. They'll do, <clears throat> yeah. And like I will say, like living. I've I've been around. I I really do. I try like not to be that person. But every time I take Riley to a place where there's a pit, it just it just scares the hell out of me, man. You know, because you just don't you feel like you don't know, like if like there's a live wire there with a pit, you know. And you hear all the stories, you know. Wasn't there like a tragedy in Memphis a couple years ago with a pit bull or something like that? Like it's just you just well, pick your city in right in, exactly in, in this country. And I hate to like generalize and be that person, but it's like it it, it it's always pits. It's always pits. It's never a, uh, you know, it's never a wiener dog, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's always a pit. So that's just one of those things where I, you know, I've, I've, I have to be like, hey, can you, you know, I don't mean to be that, but can you put them up? Like, I just don't even want to chance it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I don't, I'm not strapped. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't usually carry uh, my. No, my Glock on me. You're not an all-encompassing uh, pet lover. You, oh no, no, you, no. You, there you is a line. There and, is a line, And that's my what brother. we found out today. Pugs, I don't suspect pugs for sure. And I don't suspect Georgia's going to stop rolling out ugly the games. Um, sorry, Peter. Pugs, pugs, and pit, uh, bulldogs are sort of from the same, you know, genealogy or whatever. If you that's what get, I said. Breathing impaired. Yeah, and and and, and uh, but bulldogs. I feel like maybe I'm wrong. I feel like bulldogs are are kind of smart, whereas pugs have pea brains. Pugs are imbeciles. Big enough brain, get out of that raggedy gate of yours, that raggedy fence. <laughs> Better build up. They ain't got thumbs or something, bro. I don't know what's going on. I got to figure that out. Well, anyway, I appreciate you bringing that to my attention. We'll come back. Uh, we're going to be joined by Drew Hill at 125. Talk Grizzlies with him. Uh, get his thoughts on 
where the Grizzlies stand, trade deadline, all that. Hey, get out to Shoot360. It's right here in Memphis. Beautiful facility. Great technology. If you've got a child in the home that loves basketball and is getting into youth and you want to you know, maybe put them somewhere where they can practice outside of practice hours, this is the solution. Uh, same technology that Steph and Clay use. Get better at passing, shooting, dribbling. You're going to notice a difference. Affordable memberships. Open seven days a week. Get out there to shoot 360 today. Yep, it's unlimited access out there on one of these memberships. The best deal, probably going to be that one year, especially if your kid loves basketball. They're going to love it. You're not going to be paying a ton. Year deal, $130 a month. That's a great deal because, like we said, it's unlimited access. What I paid for Chris's eight martial arts classes, I keep bringing that up because it's to point out that that was eight hours a month for that $130 a month. You're getting unlimited access. Your kid can be there from sunup to sundown. Get them out when they get out of school. That's when they're headed over to Shoot 360. And like we said, this is a super important time, especially for those five, six, seven, eight year olds just starting basketball. You want to build that jumper right, that jump shot. You're going to do it out at Shoot 360 because they've got it all from the equipment to the development coaches to the weight training. It's a great deal. Best deal in town as it, for, as it applies to basketball. It's the future of training in Memphis. The future is now at Shoot 360. Go see them out at 85 Market Center Drive. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. In Cairo. 3.40 left to go. Morant around an Adam screen. Crosses over. Pernal. Oh! Early. He got him again. 
Pirtle gets dumped on by John Morant. The same building had happened last year, and Morant went for part two, and that one was impressive. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. That's the end of an era in the uh, National Football League. After eight seasons, maybe nine seasons, I think, when you take the back ends of the of the tenure. So nine seasons and eight years. Derek Carr has officially announced his departure oh boy. from the Raiders organization. Now, let's just be clear about I this. I knew this was coming. Let's be clear about this. When Derek Carr took over the Raiders starting quarterback position, Yeah, you were covering Ricky Tarrant for the commercial appeal. Ricky Tarrant Jr.? Yes. He could score. They could use him. You were trying to convince a mass of people that Kedron Johnson was the answer at point guard. That's what you were doing when D.C. took over. He had had a good time at Vandy. Yeah, that was his name, right, Kedron Johnson? Kedron Johnson, yeah. yeah. He had been good at yeah. Vandy. That you were trying year. to convince a mass of people that he was, in fact, just fine with his weight, and he was going to make it work. That's what you were doing. I wouldn't, I, he said that. I wasn't trying to convince anybody. I wasn't writing what he said. So a lot of time has elapsed since D.C. It was a long time took ago. over, man. And, and uh, you know, look, part of me is, uh, you know, Oh, come on here. I'm not sad. Don't get too I'm not prof- sad. profound about Derek Carr's career. But, hey, you know, he was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you keep saying that. He oh, was No, no, overall, don't go there. Overall, he was pretty good. He was. I think he was let down by a joke of an organization for the majority of this time. Um, this is what Derek Carr wrote on Twitter. Uh, Raider Nation, it breaks my heart. I didn't get an opportunity to say goodbye in person. We certainly have been on a roller coaster in our nine years together, from the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful to appreciate you for the years of support you gave to me and my family. We had our share of both heartbreaking moments and thrilling game-winning drives, and it always felt like you were there next to me. La, 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 la. I once said Thank you. that if I'm not a Raider, I would rather be at home, and I meant that. But I never envisioned it ending this way. That fire burning inside of me to win a championship still rages. A fire no man can extinguish, only God. So I look forward to a new city and a new team who, no matter the circumstance, will get everything I have. Winning a championship is what I've always wanted and what I will continue to work towards. God bless you all, and with love, D.C. Four. So, um, look, I, I'm, I'm really more interested in where can he go, um, you know, in the NFL. What team would be willing? He does have a no-trade clause. So what team could he go to? Uh, at this point, that would trade for him, or you think would move the needle for Colts? This is, I mean, Colts make all the sense in the world in the sense that for them they have a decision: you want to move up from four, you want to try to get a rookie quarterback, you want to do it from the four spot, you want to trade with the Bears, yeah, because you've got to get that situation settled. Something you've been trying to do for the last four or five years since Luck left the building, and so it's that or is the better option for them? Hey, we feel like we can win right now. Think that bring Derek Carr in here, but I'm not gonna lie to you, John. That sounds like more of the same. Yeah. I mean, you've done it. You know, Philip Rivers looks good at this point, based on where they've been the last couple of years with Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz. How ugly all that was. So, uh, 
I don't know what the better move is for the Colts. Depends on how much they like Bryce Young. You know, is it time to go find you the next Andrew Luck, do it your way, develop your own guy, or are you going to keep the the turnstile going? They've got a choice there. But I would tell you that that's one that with Carr having a no trade, okay, he can tell himself, well, Indy's a place I can win. Mm -hmm. Right? They got enough at least right now that that's not a situation I'm going into, you know, with some dog team I got to fight my way up. You can tell yourself, yes, Jacksonville's come up in that division in the South, but that you feel real good. Especially you look around the rest of it with where the Titans are right now. We're talking about window mist. So why not the Colts Titans? Makes sense. Why are the Titans? Titans don't. I don't know. I was going to say Colts don't. I was going to say Titans don't have the weapons that the Colts do. I'm just saying in terms of teams who would pursue it. I mean, the Titans certainly. Oh, I was should. I was looking at it from a standpoint of you're Derek Carr and you're choosing. Well, that, that's since true. Since you have the no but, trade. But I mean, you know, look, if you're Derek Carr, what what's not to like about the Titans? I mean, you have a you still have a great running back. And you have a great defense, which he never had in with the Raiders. So yeah, the weapons aren't as good, but you have a much better defense and you have a much better running game. Which I mean, D- Jacobs was the rushing leader this year, but that's one year out of nine yeah. that you had a consistent running game. And I'm just saying, I don't think the Titans would be at the top of his list, but I think he would agree to go there if the Titans were willing to Maybe. give up a pick. Um, Jets would be an obvious pick. I mean, they have Garrett Wilson. They have. Um, you know, more there. They have Brees Hall. They have a very, very good defense. And the position that they need more than any other is, in fact, quarterback. I mean, it held them back. They're a playoff team, but they don't have a quarterback. So I would, I would 100% do that if I'm the Jets. I'd give, I'd give up a second and a third for him to come over. And I think it could be the difference. And, I mean, look, they're exciting. They're an exciting team. And how many times we watch that Jets team and say, man, Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, you know, Mike White. You know, they were just getting by with bad quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Carr's not bad. He's passable to good in, in, in spurts. So that's a team I would definitely do. I, I would definitely go there. I would definitely uh, pursue him. You know that man threw 99 picks as a Raider? Yeah, that's a lot. That's just, a lot. Just just need that one more. Yeah. To get to it. To get to it. No, we, we benched him before uh, it happened. I am sick of you. I mean, Brett Favre threw a 5,000 picks. Sick of you making Derek Carr more than he is. He's an upgrade for the Jets. That's what he is. He's an up, he's, he's a he's a he's a very and, and, and size. Let me tell you that. What, what does he do for the Jets or the Colts? Once you even do luck around and make a playoff run, what's he do for them once they're in there? You looked around the AFC. You yeah, see what's no, out there crazy. right now. It don't move the needle enough. And so again, it's just going to go down as okay, a guy who could put up numbers but never was a serious threat. You can call it injury on that one year, but never was a serious threat to contend for him. Well, that, I think that's is, is, I think that because let's let's the Raiders and it does him. Let's not let's not act like you know there haven't been questions about his leadership. Oh, you're right. It ain't just a on the field. And thing. I know. I know. We we had Jay we, ain't, we don't yeah. Go ahead. I like you telling the story. Well, we had Jalen Rashard in here, and you know, I mean, he was not he was not a glow. I don't remember exactly what he said, but I I know it wasn't a glowing endorsement as you were about to right. say. It was not. It was anything but that. We were we were kind of like a little bit. Surprised. I remember Dan. That it wasn't more of an endorsement. Dan for, Williams, who was his teammate, you know, has said things they knew, to me bro. privately, you know. They knew. Yeah. And then what did he do when they told him he wasn't going to be the starter the rest of the way? He, he quit. He left. Quit, but yep. then you're going to give Raiders fans this long love letter. We don't about, even know what we, they put in our butters. The fire still rages inside. The only person who can stop it is God. <laughs> I mean, shut your Elvis sounding self up. What they put in their bodies. You just don't know. A hunk, he is, a hunk of burning he is, love. He, yeah, <laughs> man. He is so dramatic. 
Oh, he is. You don't. You haven't. Aaron's earned that. Tom Brady's earned it when he wants to do it on the sideline. Aaron's done it when he wants to do it. He's earned it when he wants to do it with Pat McAfee. Derek Carr hasn't earned the right to be dramatic about anything. I'll pass that along. I'll pass. Just be business like and pick your next team. We don't need the novella. We don't even want it from Aaron anymore. He, he's a Mar- four-time MVP. Marcus Spears was on ESPN. He was like, I don't want to do this right now, but I guess we have to do it because he's going to do this. He's going to drag this thing out. You already know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it just depends. Like, I think I don't think there's anything imminent. I know they have to make a decision on him pretty quickly at, um, <clears throat> when the free agency window opens. Um, because if not, dude, they're running it back, and he'll tell, he'll he'll want to look like a hero, bro. Derek Carr is wanna... not coming back to the Raiders. Oh he, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was still talking yeah, about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I was talking about DC. Yeah. yeah, DC. If they don't, they they either have to find a trade partner, or they have to cut him two days after oh, the free you, agency window opens. So like uh, that's I gonna. I had really tried to move on from Derek. I apologize there. Well, that's one thing you and the Raiders have in common. It's isn't one it? thing you just won't let go of. Well, you know, you don't have to. You, but you don't. He's you know. Listen, yeah, to Mike, Mike Wall loves him. Mike Wall thinks he's like a uh, an uncut gem. Well, Mike's never played with him. He doesn't know what he's like once you get in the locker room and you find out he he's a fraud. Man, a you fake hard Elvis. on Derek Carr. He's a fake Elvis. You hard on him, man. Why are you so hard on him? I just, I don't, I, I'm not hard on Derek as much as I am you and everybody else that tries to uplift him and make him can, one of the. Yeah. He can make plays. He's better than a lot of QBs. He's better than a lot. He's better than, um, I would say he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, I'll leave you with this. You ain't got to leave me with nothing because we still I'm got I'm going to leave you with this on Derek Carr, fool. Only one man, one quarterback in the NFL ever lost to Jeff Saturday. (laughs) I don't want him on my team if he can't beat Saturday. That's fair. That's fair. That may hurt the trade value, doesn't it? Poverty. Uh, (laughs) That's probably, we probably have to give somebody a six-rounder to take him. No, seriously, like, you know. I'm not going to hate on Derek Carr. I'm not hating. I just, I hate on That's you fair. always. But he was good. No, I go back and forth. But he was good. I go back. He, but he was good. He's a hard quarterback yeah. to evaluate because he'll have games and drives where he looks incredible, like against the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. And then he will have games like against the Steelers where he's just, he it's kills you. It's a trick. You. It's a trick. Kills you. You know? Jeff George. Is that who he is? All he's over a again. better than Jeff George. Got every, all the tools and everything else, but there ain't nothing upstairs. Ain't no one to a win. Talking about the rage. We'll, we'll always have that 2016 season before that he broke his back been, right? or his leg or whatever it was. I know you've told that story a million times. Well, it, we were headed for something special, <laughs> you know. And uh, it's one of the, it, to be honest, that's one of the great sports yeah. what ifs. <laughs> You fools were not going anywhere. 2016, bro. We had Crabtree and uh, Mark Cooper. Crabtree. He was a beast. Who was having a good – that's your – he was good. He was a beast. Not good enough to move the needle when we're talking about championships. So we've wasted too much time already. Well, he's going to be a starting quarterback for somebody. He's going to be – Well, no, my point is let's talk about teams that are actually playing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because, like you said, once you pick your team, Colts, whoever else it is, ain't going to do nothing next year. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, in terms of the teams that are playing, I mean, I, I did see this stat in the AFC, and this is to your point about how competitive it is, and we talked about it with Fitz. The oldest QB of the AFC playoffs right now is 27 years old. That's crazy. And that's Pat Mahomes. That's Pat Mahomes now. Changing of the guard on that side. I think about this. Quarterbacks play are 38-40. I mean, so it's like it's one of those things where – To do. Well, this, I mean – 
How old was uh, Kurt Warner? You had to go back to Kurt Warner and find you another 40 How old was Eli, man? How old was Eli? Eli wasn't 38, 40, was he? I think he might have been. Ain't no way. No way. Anyway, quarterbacks play until the 30s or 40s, all 38s and 40s all the time. I mean, maybe not 40, but like the mid-30s. Well, let me tell you something. You know, Mahomes ain't playing that much longer. Really? He won't need to. Okay. That's what, that sounds like somebody that hopes he retires. Well, no, your point is made, though. It's all young on that side now, especially, with, you know, Tom and the NFC. You know, all the old, I guess, is over there, huh? Yes, all the, yeah, exactly right, because you have, uh, you know, Geno's How older. How old is Dak now? He's still considered young, is he not? No, I think Dak's getting up there. Dak's close to 30. Yeah, he's 29. Yeah, still a young one. I mean, why can't Dak play until he's 36 years old? He's going to play until he's 36. I mean, quarterbacks always play. I mean, you know, if you get protected, you play until you're 35, 36. How old was Vinny Testaverde? Nah, he was an older one. Yeah. yeah I mean, but look how far back you're going. Well, Kurt I mean, Warner and Testaverde. Okay, let's think right now. I uh, think uh, our, our boy, though, got up there. Fitzpatrick, did he not? Yeah. Fitzpatrick, he got up there. Obviously, he he was getting close to uh, to forty if he wasn't if he wasn't he's forty right now so he yeah. just, he just got done so they're but but let's not act like they're out there all of them get up there oh, the majority of them gonna get out in their thirties yeah the, I'm pretty I'm, Nick Nick Foles is thirty three Kirk is thirty four um, Tannehill's thirty four that's still early thirties bro I mean it's, you're getting in the mids though and Nick Foles should be done Matt Stafford's thir- about to be thirty five um. Who else we got? Andy Dalton should retire. He's 35, but he stinks. See? He's awful. Um, I'm, I'm just looking the for majority starters of them, it, here. It fizzles out after 35. No, you're right. You're right. You're, that's fair. I mean, Matt Ryan's 37, but he's cooked. Cooked? <laughs> he's cooked, bro. Uh, Joe Flacco's 38. He's cooked. Uh, A-Rod is 38. And, again, he's getting, he's getting close. Uh, and Brady, we know, is 45. No, you're right. And in terms of high-level – yeah, you, you're probably done by 33, 34. 34 is probably the oldest you could hope to still be really good. And I would say, like, Matt Stafford last year, you think about this past year, he was he was bad. Now, he was hurt. That's what happens when you get You're right about Eli, though. If last season was 19, he barely played, but he was in the league. He's 42 now. So yeah. he was 38 ish. But he wasn't 30. good. He wasn't. He, no, no, he it was clear good. that they needed to move on. No, but. I think the point is, is that you can play and you'll have a roster spot. And you're maybe even as a backup until you're like 36, 37. But will you be at a high level? And it does sort of put into perspective just how freaking freaky Tom Brady, Tom Brady and Aaron are. Yes. I mean, I'll throw Aaron in there at 38. I mean, he's still good. He's still a good quarterback. He just he just took the money and let 17 walk. So well, he should have just done some off season work with his new group of receivers instead of going and getting on that ayahuasca. And stop making excuses. They, there was no chemistry mm-hmm. by the midway point. They had developed it. Yep. You set yourself back. Yep. Tom would have been out there. My prediction is uh, Derek Carr goes to Colts. The Titans. That's my prediction. I, I think, think. I, I think, think. I think he looks at the AFC South and he sees that one as easier than the AFC. Was that the East? With the Jets, they play in the East, right? Mm-hmm. I think he sees the South as a little bit more doable with. You really don't have to worry about so Jacksonville. Jacksonville is the one on the rise. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say Titans. That's who I'm going to go. It ain't going to be Aaron. It's going to be Derek. That's my prediction. Remember what I'm saying? I got a feeling Titans fans ain't going to be all that thrilled. No, they won't. That. They won't. But I'll Mm-mm. I'll sit back and laugh. I will sit back and laugh. I don't have any inf- inside information, obviously, but I think they should and will be 
in the market for a QB. But they, what's what's Tannehill's situation? I thought they could do one more. I thought oh, they could do one yeah. more. Well, not got to. I think they can get off of him. But I yeah. thought I thought the way it was going, we felt like they were going to finish it out. I'm not exact. I don't have his kind of. But I thought, no, maybe, maybe they it will. Seems like it's dropping. They have one more. Maybe they will. Then maybe the Titans won't happen. So then it'll be. I, I think it'll be the Jets. That's my. That's that's my projection. But again, I don't. I don't truly know. All right, we'll come back. Drew Hill's going to join us at 125. We'll talk to him about the Grizz. They're uh, they're rolling. Their streak here. Uh, and uh, get his thoughts on all of that and more at 125. Stick around. Jason and John, 99 FM, ESPN. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers Talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. Life is stressful enough without wondering if your insurance covers any mishap or misfortune. Let Trippet Insurance take that burden away. They're the experts on finding you the best coverage on your home, auto, toys, and life insurance. Their locally owned family business works with multiple insurance providers to offer you a wide range of options. Sign up for a free entry for a 25 grand dream bill from Dirty South Customs. Learn more and get a free quote at 901-365-1472 or online at TrippetAgency.com. NFL Wildcard Weekend is here. We were just talking about it. It's the easiest way to get in. The easiest way to get into the playoffs is to do it with FanDuel. They're America's number one sports book. As you know, new customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. All you got to do is sign up with the promo code JSmith. That's J S M I T H. FanDuel's got all your favorite bets money line, point spreads, player props, whatever it is, they've got it. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Nice little way there for you newbies. Put a couple of shekels down with your nice little tank of gas. For you experts, you go bigger, obviously. All in an app that's safe, secure, super easy, also fun to use even for an old guy like me. Got some great games, obviously, this weekend. We've spent a lot of time talking about that Dallas-Tampa Bay matchup. Fitzy and John. I think they're on the wrong side. All of that said, uh, should be some good ones, at least with that one this weekend. You've got Jacksonville going against the Chargers. That should be good. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code JSmith. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL, and 92.9 FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager, only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable free bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 